You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Well, yeah, we need like two subjects and then we'll wander around like cows in a pasture. And ladies and gentlemen, that's just how you can describe this show. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, Cows Wandering Through a Pasture. As that's a disturbing image on many levels. Yes, and then we have metal muffins on top of it, which yeah. is what we'll, we'll probably dump here tonight. That it could be. Because tonight, folks, you are stuck with just myself and the dulcet, sullying tones of Mr. Mike McPeak. Because for some reason, Mark decided that taking care of his children and managing the house and doing his work is more important than recording the show. Was. Yeah, he's a big wuss. <laughs> Hey, you said something about Meadow Muffins. Have you ever played Meadow Muffin Bingo? Um, I've seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it played in person, but uh, yeah, we call it Cow Bingo or something like yeah, that. Same thing. And, and for, yeah. folks, if if you think we're kidding, this is a real thing. <laughs> I'll equate it to this, or at least the way it's played in my part of the country. If you uh, ever have played in a Super Bowl pool, it's the one I'll use as a good analogy, where you have a 10 by 10 grid. And what they do is you buy a block in this grid. You pay X dollars to this block. A lot of them, the last one I played was $5 a block. So you pick blocks. Well, then after everybody's picked all the blocks, they've all been sold. Then they draw numbers, zero through nine, uh, up and down both sides. And then the ending score at the end of each quarter, like if it's 21, we'll use the now I've already forgotten who played in the last Super Bowl. Oh, the Patriots and the Seahawks. So if like it's 21 Seahawks and three Patriots, whoever had one for the Seahawks and three for the Patriots wins $100. So that's the way it worked. So the, similar to that, you buy a square on a grid laid out on a field, and if the cow takes a crap in the square that has your name on it, you'll win some money. <laughs> Is that how you all play it? Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, cows will always crap. Yes, they they it, will continually crap. Yes, and if you get the really good ones, they can cover several squares at once. That's true. Yeah, because if, if they get the squirts, it's all hands to the, the, the mops or whatever you need. <laughs> right, yes. And being the guy that... Um, you know, I've lived on the farm, and I've I've made uh, bulls in the steers, and they don't particularly like that process. Uh, and they will make their uh, intentions known all over your arm. <laughs> yeah, not very fun for them, I don't think. No, you are what I'm just crapping out my butt here, dude. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's basically it. So now that we've got all the important shit out of the way, <laughs> literally, literally. Uh, we were sitting here scratching our heads uh, for topics, but Mike came up with he literally scratching his head. Yeah. But uh, I, I had to give an update. For those that follow me on Twitter, I, I had to make a purchase this week. Uh-oh. I couldn't resist it. I'm going to hold it up to let Mike see it. I, I couldn't resist. Can okay. You, can you see the capacity? Yes, I can. And I think I saw the tweet, too. Okay. It's well, a, okay. Go ahead. No, no, don't finish your purchase. I was going to say, this, my friends, and it feels so smooth and silky. Is you a want hun- a moment? <laughs> I don't have I- enough cold water handy. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, this I got on an Amazon, wasn't a gold box, it was a, just a deal thing. Uh, 128 gigabyte thumb drive, folks. Yes, Elisa, I got the 128 gig, my second one. 
for just $27, because I had some points I turned in to knock down the price that was including tax. Um, normally sells for, I think, uh, $69. It's a Lexar. So it's, uh, it's, it's very smooth and silky, and I'm, I'm liking it. The sad part was I went there and looked at that great deal, had put it in my cart, and then said, oh, they have a 256-gigabyte one. And I went, ooh, how much? <laughs> <laughs> Never do that. And uh, But fortunately, folks, it was, I, you know, my thr- we've talked multiple times about my thumb drive addiction and the fact that I have multiples of these things, many multiples. The uh, I do have a threshold price, though, that I will not pay more for, and it's right about 45 to $50. So when they drop below that price, the next highest capacity has to be mine. So fortunately, the 256-gigabyte one and the picture of the one that Dorothy was kind enough to tweet out to me that was a 400 and... 80 gigabyte one. I can't. I have to go back and look at the tweet now. Uh, so almost a half a terabyte on a thumb drive uh, was about. I think it was four or five hundred dollars. I'll, I'll look it up while while we're talking. But uh, it was that that crossed the line. I just couldn't quite go there with it. Well, you know, I shouldn't give you too much grief because you know you have your addiction. I have my gadget addiction. You know, I mentioned on my, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, I bought my Nvidia uh, gaming tablet, but uh, I also bought that uh, HP uh, Stream uh, seven-inch uh, Windows tablet. Well, now I'm accessorizing that, so I buy gadgets and then I accessorize. So, <laughs> um, yes, I, you know, uh, so I bought a case for it, and then. Um, uh, I also then just before we started podcasting, I uh, no no I'm yeah. I'm trying to paste oh here I'll get this I'm trying to do two things at once I'm trying to put a drop a link into uh, Skype here I got to get the whole link and drop in I bought an accessory for it it is a uh, you plug it into the uh, um, micro USB port on there and basically it's a hub. Uh, so that you can then plug in more things. Uh, yes, so you can plug in USB uh, devices like a keyboard, a mouse, a drive, and it's also got a slot for uh, micro USB card or micro um, SD card or a full-sized SD card. I think a memory or uh, the Sony stick. Um, oh, the memory sticks that they use. Memory to have? stick. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to read the specs here. Um, what does what can you plug into this thing here? Um, I'm not seeing the product description here that I want. Okay. But basically, you plug a whole bunch of things in there, and then it also has power to power these devices. So uh, I could have my little um, Windows tablet. I can put a real keyboard, and I do have. Uh, I left it over there. I got a Logitech. Um, it's got a little. Uh, USB uh, dongle that you plug in, but it's got a the keyboard and a trackpad built in, so I could have both of those, and then I can still plug in an external drive or two, um, or if I wanted to plug in a real keyboard, uh, full size keyboard and a mouse, I could do that. So I could have a little mobile, uh, you know, workstation. And then what I hope to do is to be able to um, use a, a device to take to work. Um, they we don't have a computer as such at work 
for, and we don't need a lot. I mean, we're custodians, but we do like the, you know, to send off an email once in a while, maybe keep track of a little inventory, do a few things like that. So I want to talk to the superintendent and see if, you know, you know, bring my own device and if she, uh, talk to the tech coordinator and see if we can put that on the network. Shouldn't be that big a thing. But I just thought a simple little device that I can have handy there um, that I could do, uh, like say, a spreadsheet and a few things like that. And I, you know, I saw this device on uh, um, Amazon. It was only twelve bucks, so I don't know. Maybe I'll end up getting what I pay for. But it's if cool I can, oh, it is. And like I say, if I can plug in things, and I realize it's a tablet. It's not going to be a full fledged computer. There's certain compromises will have to be made. But still, if I can do that, and, and you know, it's a seven inch screen, I can use touch screen on there, but. Yeah, boy, you know, it's, I forget what the resolution of that tablet is. I want to say 1200 by 800 or something like that. You know, it's awful small targets you're trying to hit with your finger. So if you can have a, and I did plug, um, I bought a smaller device before I bought this. I wish I would have found it earlier. It's just a straight micro USB to regular USB. So I was able to plug that little uh, uh, dongle in for that keyboard and try it out. And the trackpad works pretty well, uh, smoother than I thought it was going to. Uh, and the keyboard works, so you know it's it could be a uh, handy little uh, solution if you just want a small little thing to carry around and do some stuff with. That does sound interesting. Uh, before I forget, and I'll say, I got something to say about that. It was actually Dor or Elisa found me the sent me the link. It's a 480 gigabyte thumb drive that OWC's putting out, uh, and it cost the princely sum. Of wait for it, uh, USB uh, thumb drive is only six hundred dollars. Only, yes. So that's the going price of a divorce nowadays. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it'd be that high. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I'm pretty sure that the I, my wife would have me divorced for a hell of a lot less than that for if I bought something like that. But honey, it's a thumb drive. No, it's not. Anyway, to to move away from that. You know, it's interesting you bring up that purchase uh, or that you're accessorizing your tablet because I was listening to, I don't know which episode of the Anatko Almanac uh, with Andy and uh, Andy Anatko and Dan Benjamin, and he was talking about uh, different things and that he had picked up, I think it's the Winbook 7-inch tablet. I think he said he got it at Micro Center because if you go into a Micro Center store, I think they're only $59.00. And he was talking about how the whole time he's been thinking he wants a bigger phone, when actually what he just needed was a smaller tablet. Right. And he talked about taking it and how pocketable it was. And he said, you know, he was able to put some of his favorite apps that were cross-platform on it, used it on a trip from Boston down to New York City, and used it for the day as a work device. So... Damn it, he made me start thinking about it, besides the fact that you already had me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm eyeing the Winbook because you can get them. I see them ranging in price from sixty nine to eighty nine dollars. And the best part is, you get a free year of Office three sixty five for Mac or PC to go with it. Besides the version on your tablet. Yeah. Uh, see, that's what the deal was that with that slate that I got. I think I got a. I think it was a year of uh, three sixty five. Not that I use Office that much. And the other thing is, through the school, they have a site license, so I can get Office on up to five computers with that. So that part was kind of a moot point for me. But you know, the thing is, I do have my uh, my HP computer over there, my big touchscreen. Um, computer and now that i got this uh, hp slate 
you know, uh, as long as they're compatible, whatever app I put on one will show up on the other. So there's that kind of uh, synchronization between them. And if you're doing things like, you know, Office, and I'm trying to get more into OneNote and using that for uh, keeping track of lists and projects. And because summer's coming up and, you know, we, uh, we got a lot of things to do and we need to come up with a battle plan. And, and the nice thing is, you know, Microsoft has finally pulled its corporate head out of its butt and realized that the more platforms it's on, the better it is for it. So uh, I can have it on my phone, and so as I think of things, I can you know put it in there. Uh, and if I want to sit down at my tablet at work and type a few things in there with a, you know a little better things, and then if I come home here, the stuff is there. And so if I happen to think of something here, I can pull it up on my computer and uh, add stuff there, and you know copy and paste from the internet and that kind of thing. So there's several you know opportunities to make something like that you know productive. No, I, that's actually a good idea. I like that idea. Now, the the port replicator that you were talking about, because if I end up buying the tablet, I'm, of course, going to have to buy one of these Inatech port replicators, damn you. Of course. Uh, uh, does it have a, a, a video? Or, or no, you've got a video out port on the tablet, though, don't you? Um, you can put it out to a bigger screen? I don't. No, Is not it, on that slate, I don't think. Oh, he looked over his shoulder, folks. That's what you... Oh. <laughs> I, I was just... Never mind. Anyway. Right. Okay. No, I was looking at my tablet over there. I got it over there charging. Um, no, I don't think there's a uh, output port on that. Now, my um, NVIDIA tablet, my gaming tablet, that does have a mini HDMI port out. But this one, the uh, slate doesn't. Now, it has some sort of... I should try it. It doesn't... Uh, it says something about a second screen. I haven't looked into that. Yeah, because it has second screen capability. Probably wirelessly. I don't think it's got a port for it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I may have to sit down and experiment with it. And I did put TeamViewer on there, so then I can use it to... Uh, uh, and I got TeamViewer on uh, several of my computers here, so I could use that to control things. Um, and, you know, as a remote, no, what, I would, what I hope to do, I probably need to get on the good side of the tech coordinator at school. We are in charge of running the heating computers in the doors, uh, door computers. And there is one in a wiring room somewhere that we can use, but it's... I hate to say this, but it's, uh, they're actually two computers, and they're XP computers, which just makes me shudder. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if I could talk to her and have her put TeamViewer on there so we could remote access them. So if I could remote access them with my tablet from basically anywhere in the school, <clears throat> excuse me, not that I'm going to be carrying it around all the time necessarily, um, not that I would be opposed to strapping one more pouch on my body and carrying crap around because, you know, that's my shtick. But um, <laughs> if I was to have it with me, it would be uh, kind of, you know, handy to be able to pull up things and, you know, make adjustments if I need to. So the um, – now, that that's actually not a bad idea. I was looking – I just looked up the windbook while you were t- uh, chatting there, and it has an HDMI out. It has oh, it a, does. The windbook has a what did it say? Has a micro HDMI port and a micro SD card slot. So, yeah, that's getting more tempting all the time. And it currently, currently on Amazon, it is seventy nine ninety nine. 
And you said that's the WinBook? WinBook 7-inch tablet. So, and I think it gets decent reviews from what I've heard. So I'm... My gadget addiction starting to get kick into yours, just like I talked about building the the Hackintosh just for the sake of building a computer right. uh, on the last show. That's gadgetry. Right. This, this is gadgetry. Right, you know, my gadget addiction's kicking in again, too. But my gadgetry is now starting to match the realization that I can't keep buying iMacs and shit like that as far as my gadget goes. Well, that, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, that, too. And I'm I'm starting to, I mean, I bought this, I've got this MacBook Pro here that I bought. It's, uh, uh, I should look up the purchase date. I'm pretty sure I'm close to my four-year anniversary on this thing. But I never, uh, or I shouldn't say never, but I haven't ter- used it as a laptop a lot. And now that the stupid keyboard is malfunctioning and uh, I'm using a Bluetooth keyboard with it, it's become more of a desktop computer than it is a, you know, a, a laptop computer. But I'm sitting here thinking, you know, do I need a laptop because I don't do for work no I don't do that kind of stuff where I actually need a laptop um, or you know even for fun I don't know that I need a laptop and I'm starting to think and I've got four freaking tablets around here would I be better off just uh, using a tablet because you know gaming well I got my Nvidia tablet uh, now that's a little limited if I'm going to play the PC games you do need a good internet and that may not be uh, a thing but there's still um, Android games you can play on there there's Half-Life and uh, Portal and uh, some of those and there's a few others I could put on there so if it's for gaming and frankly I don't go that many places um, so I'm really starting to consider do I need laptop for what I do because I also have my fire tablet if I want to put uh, that would be I consider that my entertainment uh, tablet so I can put music and videos and stuff on there and nice thing is with an Amazon Prime uh, membership I can rent a movie and put it on there and take it with me uh, if I want to do that um, I got my Nvidia tablet for gaming I got my um, uh, slate tablet for you know if I want to do you know that kind of work, and I have my um, iPad for some reason. <laughs> I still have that. <laughs> I have my iPad uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, definite maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know the thing is, I've got a lot of stuff on there. Um, I think at one time we were talking about uh, programming or something like that, and I got uh, it's not programming per se, but I got apps on there like Workflow and Drafts and If. Um, and some of those because, uh, you know, that's kind of my version of programming. I have all those stuff, uh, all that stuff on there, and I think there's something I could probably do with that, I think. It's one of those things that I'm sure there's something if I would just take the time to think of it. It's just it kind of scratches that itch of, uh, like I say, this, this quasi-programming uh, bug that I get once in a while of being able to sit down and make things do things. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely understand that. The um, the itch to program because uh, I was doing something today at work and it was like ah uh, and I, I got sidetracked I opened it up and started looking at some of the code and squirrel yeah it, I was gone <laughs> I was down into the code for like twenty oh. minutes and I was like not that it was a waste of time right uh, but it was just like that's not really where I need to be focusing no. my effort but you know I, with a laptop thing I won't disagree with you because that's the reason when my MacBook died that I had. Uh, which was the black one, 
which I dearly love that machine, and I do regret selling it, although I got good money for it. Um, that's why I bought an iMac and bought a desktop computer because I was never I never used my laptop as a laptop that much, mm-hmm. and the laptop that I need for work work provides for me. So, and I'm very fortunate in that standpoint that they provide me with a laptop. So, right. I, you know, and right now a laptop's a matter of, is a thing of convenience and an extra gadget. And frankly, most of my laptop needs are being fulfilled by my iPad Air too. Right. And I have toyed with the idea of, well, now that they've come out with the the Surface 3, not the Surface Pro 3, at a, a lower price point. But, you know, it, that wouldn't, that's not necessarily a gaming computer because that's got, uh, you know, a mobile chip in it that wouldn't. You know, I say I, I really need to figure out what it is I'm doing. Now, um, I got a fair amount of photo editing apps on probably all four of these uh, tablets. So if I want to take pictures and put them on the tablet and do something, because I don't do serious Photoshop editing. It's probably light and dark and crop, uh, you know, something like that. Maybe add something. I, I think that's all stuff I could do with my tablets if I really wanted to. Um, yep. And, you know, gaming... Um, you know, I always say that, but, you know, we don't go anywhere enough to, you know, worry about. And then, like I say, I do have my NVIDIA tablet for uh, certain things there. So, um, you know, I'm thinking, and I should, well, I was going to tell you about a deal that my son got uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a uh, open box uh, Newegg deal. It was a Surface Pro 2. Um, Interesting. Five, 512 gig with the keyboard. Uh, for was it seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars? Now that was the two Surface Pro two. I mean, that was uh, older series, so a little smaller screen. But I think it was an i seven processor. I'm trying to remember all the specs because it's been a few weeks. But I and you know, and it's, he said it was an open box deal, so it was kind of a crapshoot what he's going to get. But he said all the accessories were in there because um, he got the keyboard uh, cover that goes with it, um, and. Um, I know he said, yeah, 512 uh, gigs of memory, i7. I don't. I think it was like a 1.9 i7. I think it was. Um, but you know, for about, I think it was seven, eight hundred dollars. I didn't think that was too bad a deal. No, that actually isn't. Uh, we mentioned uh, what's it been three, four shows <laughs> ago now that I had that Surface Pro three that I was playing that was on loaner that I was playing with. Um, very nice device, but. I think if it came down to if I was given a choice, do you want the Surface Pro 3? Again, extremely nice device. So fortunate to have had a chance to work with it. Or do you want uh, a Ultrabook like I currently have? I'm going to choose the Ultrabook. I okay. the, the, the thing with the Pro 3 is um, when I want to use it as a... Uh, I don't use it as a laptop. Like, I don't literally put it on my lap. Uh, I, I put it on a table. I always sit down at a table or stand up at a counter and do that sort of thing. Uh, and it, the keyboard would work okay, but I wouldn't want that to be the only keyboard I typed on all the time. I mean, even when I'm at my desk at work, I plug into a full-size monitor, mm-hmm. uh, use the laptop display as a second display, and I have a full-size keyboard and mouse. Uh, although I'm pretty fast on my laptop keyboard, I'm not much slower on it than I am on a regular keyboard. So, I mean, the Surface Pro 3 is an awesome device, and I definitely see where it works for some people. I really do. 
But if I was going to make those kinds of concessions, I'd make a few more concessions and get down to something smaller and lighter yet. Right. I really think. Um, and, you know, I've embraced the Windows 8 um, interface. Um, I, for a while there, I was fighting it. But, yeah, uh, I just thought, you know what, I'll just, uh, why don't I try it? Um, and I've just, you know, started using the tiles and started uh, doing things like that. And I have kind of gotten to the point where, uh, when I'm sitting at my MacBook here, I do kind of miss the tiles. I guess it's not a big thing. I can open a browser and you know basically accomplish the same thing. But there's just something about the tiles all laid out there in a nice little grid that I can just, you know, I want that one, and I can just, uh, I can, uh, and you know, with the touch screen there, I just tap on the screen. There's been a few times when I didn't want to pull a keyboard out. Maybe I was. Uh, would start a video up and watch it or something. So I would just sit there and tap on things and scroll down the menu just by touching the screen of it. So I'm, you know, like I said, I'm embracing the touch and, and the Windows 8, and uh, I'm starting to think, you know, that's not a bad way to do it. And I do like my Mac. Uh, there's certain, you know, workflows like Text Expander and, um, what is it, Pop Clip and a few other, you know, things I use that make things a little bit easier for cutting and pasting and, you know, repetitive typing and that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, maybe there's some uh, things, uh, some ways I could do it on Windows, too, uh, or, you know, some equivalent uh, things I could do. But um, I don't know. For what I do, you know, Windows 8 isn't bad, and the price on the comp- the hardware is probably better than it is on Macs. You know, I... You, you know, they always tell you you get what you pay for with the Macs, but, you know, I'm looking at my laptop here, and, you know, the battery's gone bad, but that's probably partially my fault because I used it more as I, I didn't unplug it often enough, so the first battery probably got cooked. But then the, um, the and I had it, I took it in to have the motherboard checked over for video graphics problem. They couldn't find it, of course. But then the other day I had shut it off and went to turn it back on, and I had the issue but, you know, uh, I'm not going to fight that. And it still works well enough, so I'm not going to fight that. But so it, it is one of those with the graphic card issue that I think is going to start progressively getting worse, perhaps. Um, they told me, and I already knew that. That's why I put the SSD in there, that the hard drive was starting to fail uh, in it. Uh, so, you know, they they always say with Macs, you get what you pay for. But I don't know, maybe I got sort of a lemon out of the deal, but... Um, and then you see some of the other things that Apple's been doing with, and I realize that they're getting more towards the consumer market, not so much for us. But you know, basically, you're going to have to pay, you're going to have to get what you want, whether you can afford it or not, or you're going to have to lower your standards. You know, gone are the days you get a computer and you know maybe put some RAM in a little later, or, you know, put an SSD in here like I did. They're all coming, you know, tightly sealed up. So whatever you buy is whatever you're going to get. That's going to be it. Yeah, that's that's a problem for me because up until this recent generation of the Mac Minis, uh, I figured, well, you know, they'll keep something similar to that in the basic design and all that. Uh, they they put a slower processor in it. They put they sealed it up so you can't add RAM to it. Hard drive I wasn't as concerned about because I can do that externally pretty easily. Um, just like I probably at some point with my iMac here, I'll probably start booting off an externally uh ssd thunderbolt ssd connected uh, ssd connected via thunderbolt yeah that's the right way to say it um but you know now if i were to buy a new mac now just because of that them closing down the ecosphere of the thing i'd probably buy another imac i probably would buy a lower end imac 
27 inch I'd have to buy because that's the only one you can still put RAM in. Uh, the only other thing they make that you can still put the RAM in, I think, is uh, I'm not going to crack open a MacBook Pro, <laughs> but you could um, the uh, the Mac Pro is right. easy enough to open up if you want to spend thirty five hundred dollars on a computer. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, th- you can get to the memory on that pretty easily, but. So I think the next Mac I get will probably be another 27-inch iMac. Again, I don't think I'll max it out like I did this one. Uh, I'll just get a basic entry-level Mac. I'll probably get low memory and probably get an SS- as much SSD as I can afford, and that's will be where I go from there. I think what I might do is, uh, because, uh, well, in another year, uh, my, the, I will have my car paid off. Then I'll have a little more free money, I hope. Um, and then I might, and then at this point, the MacBook will be five years old. I'll probably start looking around and I might get an iMac, but I think I might go the 21 inch because I got my 21 inch monitor up here, put another 21 inch over here where the MacBook is at, and then I'll have a dual monitor set up. Uh, and, but I'll go the 21 inch. I won't go the 27 for, and that, that, cause right here, this one here is a 24. Four inch, I think. So I think the twenty one inch would be acceptable for yeah, the stuff I do. I actually, it would be for me too, probably, uh, with the exception of I can't put the RAM in it. Right, it's not RAM expandable, and right. that's probably one of the biggest things I do with the computers. Uh, between that and a, you know, a hard drive upgrade, those are the two things that keep a computer going. And frankly, mine's a two thousand eleven, the mid two thousand eleven iMac, I guess. And knock on wood. I plan on it's it's coming up on being four years old too. I got it in June of 2011, so it'll be four years old in a couple months. And I frankly don't see me doing anything with it for at least another year, probably more like two before I do anything with it because it's still doing everything I need it to do. And I've toyed with the idea with my 27-inch Windows computer over here, which has stuff easily accessible. Uh, all i got to do is, well, the ac- uh, pop an access door off the bottom and then get to the hard drive. I've toyed with putting a SSD in there um, because then that would, be a, that would be pretty snappy. And it does have the 27-inch screen to it. Um, and that might be you know, pretty slick because it is a 2 2 gigahertz i7 processor in there with 12 gigs of RAM. So if I put an SSD in there, that might be a pretty snappy little machine. Or not little, it's a 27-inch. It's a big machine. It's just a snappy, snappy machine. Yes. Well, it's like I said. I mean, I overbought when I bought this machine, but I did it so I wouldn't have to do it again for a while. This is a 3.4 gigahertz quad-core i7 sitting in front of me. I mean, that's... That's a lot of freaking compute power. Well, see, that's what I did when I got uh, my uh, MacBook here, or uh, MacBook Pro, because that's a, uh, I got to look it up, 2.2 gigahertz i7, and I got 8 gigs of uh, RAM in there. Um, and then I got the, uh, you know, it's got the AMD Radeon uh, graphics card in it. Uh, so I could, you know, theoretically play games on it. And, you know, I still can if I take the blasted keyboard with me. Um, uh so I, I got it, and I did have Windows installed in here on here for a while. Um, I eventually took that. And then when I went to the SSD, there wasn't – I only got a 256 and put in here. 
so there wasn't going to be room enough for windows in there. But, you know, I got it, so I could do that if I wanted to. But And that's why I bought, you know, a big machine like that, because it's still meeting my needs. I just, you know, it's that whole keyboard thing right now that's frustrating me, because the other things I could work around, I can put a different uh, spinning hard drive in there. Because um, I put that first one in there, I can put a second one in there. That wouldn't be that hard to deal. Um and if I, you know, took it around and unplugged it, the battery wouldn't be the big deal. And the the graphics card seems to be holding up well enough. It has major problems. So I could still be using it. It's just that keyboard is the thing that's frustrating me. But it, like I said, I bought it, so I, uh, it's still meeting my needs and still has the power that I need to do things with. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the same boat I'm in. I just don't – I've got a – I think it's an NVIDIA 2-gigabyte video uh, card in this thing. So, I mean – Really, I haven't pushed this thing anywhere near the limits it could do. And and the one thing I've done is RAM. And the reason I like that, too, is because I have a Windows VM that runs very easily and very, very fast on this machine without impacting the Mac side of things. And I've got multiple Linux VMs on here that I can play around with. So, I mean, it works out well for me in that sense. I just, yep. you know, that, that's, that'll be the one thing that makes me, if nothing else, buy a Mac is that I can have all three operating systems. This easily, is true. easily. Right. Yes, um, and you know maybe I'll uh, like I say maybe I'll get an iMac, um, the twenty-one inch. Um, maybe go well. They say you can uh, always hook an external up and boot off of that, uh, and you could keep the spinning drive in it. And because if I wanted to put Windows on there, but you know that would be I got the Windows computer over here, so that might be kind of pointless to have two windows computers on there maybe but i don't know yeah you do have the options of doing things so well we're geeks nothing's pointless when it comes to the technology yes there's a purpose there's there's a a purpose to all things turn turn whatever the hell the song is (laughs) i'm not going to sing folks i'm really not going to sing for you this time unless mike requests it uh no, uh I was gonna say you're you're a brave man there so yeah no but uh, so I you know that's 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 why I'll I'll do what I'm gonna do and uh, yeah damn you I've now been thinking about that between you and Andy and Notco I've I put you in the same league with Andy and Notco mm-hmm. now how does that feel I know that's awesome dude I respect Andy Andy probably goes who yeah exactly <laughs> you look at both, you, you you two are who but uh, uh, no he. Uh, Andy seems like a genuinely nice person. I would like to meet oh, sure. him at some point. He's he's one of those people on my bucket list that would be nice to meet. So, uh, but anyway, that's that. I digress. But the uh, the idea of having that WinBook, uh, the WinBook Seven, it just looks really appealing. The other thing that I can use it for too is like when we travel. Uh, if the kids want an extra device to watch video on and stream off my little mobile hotspot data thingy that I bought, the uh, Mobile Light. Kingston Mobile Light. That's just another tablet for them to use to stream video and not yelling, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" You know, anything that stops that noise from occurring from the back seat <laughs> and the other smells that come out of the back of the vehicle when there's three kids back there, I'm all for it, folks. I really am. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's got me really kind of curious, and you know, I'll just if nothing else, they're not that expensive. But hey, I'll squirrel away ten, twenty bucks here and there in just a few weeks, and then I'll have uh, I'll have enough to to order it and get the thing. If I was wasn't too cheesy, but I don't feel like driving down the nearest micro center is not terribly far from my office, but it's like an hour and a half from the house, so I really don't feel like driving all the 
way the hell down there to get it and save $20. I'd rather just hit Amazon Prime and let it show up at my door. Seems much easier and much cleaner way to do things, but I don't know. I'm, you know, Amazon's my crack the same way in certain ways, yeah. just like it is yours. It's, well, it's when a, I'm out, when I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, well, there are stores around here I can go and get stuff, but you know, not all of this stuff. And, um, and you know, I'm looking at that uh, tablet, and it does look pretty, pretty slick. It's, it says a uh, HD IPS display. Uh. It's got nice, it's decent, I mean, folks, this thing is nothing, you can look it up, I'll try to remember, put a link in the show notes, again, it's nothing that's going to set set the world on fire with its, you know, functionality and all this stuff, but for a basic little thing, for a few things, hey, it would work, it's more than adequate for, hell, I know a lot of people that can't even push their iPhone 4s to the limits of what they can do, let alone something like this tablet, you know? What? Well, yeah, and like I said, I'm kind of in that uh, uh, place, too, where uh, uh, I just don't, you know, do that much on the computer. So I'm thinking for certain things, um, that HP t- uh, tablet of mine uh, will do, you know, quite a bit of the stuff that I want it to, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 but it's, I don't know, it's just, it's the gadget the gadget hound in us both, I think, that, Pushes oh, yeah. us in those directions towards wanting things like that, uh, and doing and then plus with that little thing that you're talking about, and I'll try to remember to put a link to it in the show notes to the device Mike mentioned, the uh, port extender or docking station or whatever you want to call the thing. Um, but you know, you made me think of something else when you were talking about that using an external keyboard. I got to mucking around watching something, and I started seeing reviews of these various gaming keyboards. And I guess I haven't really kept up with the state of the art and technology on these things. And I I am just enthralled. And now I'm sitting there thinking, gee, do I want to spend $200 on a mechanical keyboard that has lights on it and it does a light show while I'm tight? I mean, these keyboards have unbelievable lighting characteristics and all yep. that. I was looking at, uh, I forget who, somebody makes the, it's called a Razor. Is that the name of the company or the brand of, or the model of the keyboard? I, uh, I, I know which one you mean. Uh, I think it's the I think name that's of the c- company that makes it, the Razor. I think so. But I looked at that. Then I looked up this one called the Ducky. And, oh, my God, this thing's a, milled out of a solid piece of aluminum. You could probably kill somebody with this damn keyboard. It's so heavy. and But it's I mean, they had all these lighting. And, and, you know, they've gotten to the point where they talk about the different types of switches in the keyboards. I used to love mechanical keyboards. I really did. I used to love the ones we had on the old uh, 51, I think they were 5160 or 5150 IBM terminals. I mean, these things were behemoths of keyboards, but they had that beautiful sound when you were typing on them and you know, sitting there writing code. It used to just, oh, it was just a, it was like music to my ears as I would listen to the keyboard clack away while I was typing. Yeah, see, my son got a mechanical keyboard, not one this, you know, uh, Excuse me, this fancy, um, but I I don't like mechanical keyboards. I don't like to hear the clack they clack. And sometimes you listen to some podcasters, and you know when they're typing in their computer because you can hear the clacking going on. Uh, for me, I just find it kind of irritating. But uh, I know what you mean about the gaming keyboards because I don't think my 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 son is more of the gamer than I am. I don't think he's bought a gaming keyboard, but I've seen some of these out there, and we've looked at some of them, and I don't know. Um, they have some 
you know that is strictly for gaming. I don't know if I I don't even remember what the name of it is, but it looks more like a game controller in size and shape. Yeah, I've seen some of those too. With all your keys that you need in there, so instead of having a keyboard, you could have it there in more of a one-handed, uh, you know, uh, way of doing things. And I don't know, I, I, I'm still new to the, uh, I call it the run and shoot gaming type stuff. So uh, I'm, I actually trying to get away from the keyboard because I would rather use the, uh, the controller for a lot of that stuff. Um, and so, but I have played games with the keyboard, but I would rather have a controller so I can sit back and just be able to do things, and I don't have to have, you know, a keyboard to do things. And actually, for my NVIDIA tablet, that's all it has is the controller. You don't have a keyboard, so you have to play it with the, with the controller. And it's got it mapped out to the, the same as the keyboard commands as it would be in some of these games. But, yeah, uh, for right now, until I get over that fascination, I'd rather use a controller than the keyboard. Yeah, I like you say, typing is, because I do a lot of typing, uh, mechanical keyboard um, is something that fascinates me. I don't know. I think some of my coworkers would probably sh- want to shoot me if I had a good, <laughs> lot, loud mechanical keyboard. Um, I did manage to acquire Dell makes one that's kind of a compromise between a uh, good old-fashioned mechanical keyboard and the more modern keyboards. I don't remember what the model number is that I'm using at work that I'm really happy with. I like the way it feels under my fingers. You know, again, when you get used to typing on certain types of things, I mean, again, the days of the IBM Selectric typewriters and all that, that's that's where uh, I come from as far as typing, and I'm sure Mike does too in mm-hmm. some cases. So, uh, But then, again, you know, as much as I like a mechanical keyboard, I love the Apple wireless keyboard that I use most all the time here at home. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic keyboard, and I never regret going over to it. I still have an Apple wired keyboard. Uh, it's on the kids' Mac Mini, but um, I use the wireless one and the trackpad most of the time here on my desk, and I love it. But, you know, it's not exactly that quiet of a keyboard, because I'm sure the listeners, and you might hear me occasionally, too, start typing on it. Um, and it's not like it's right on top of my mic. It's about a foot away from my microphone, but yet if I start typing, I know you can pick up the sound and hear it. So, Because, I mean, if I do this, like I type Mike a quick note... I'm sure the listeners can hear that. That's right. So, I mean, you know, that's that's just the way it is. You heard it, I'm sure, didn't you, Mike? Yeah, I heard bits of it, uh, more of the drumming on the uh, the um, keyboard, or on the desk. But, yeah, I heard a certain amount of uh, typing going on there. So Yeah, I've heard a couple people say, well, don't beat on the keyboard hard. I said, I'm not touching, I'm not <laughs> typing that hard. I mean, it is on a keyboard drawer, so I'm sure that amplifies it uh, just a bit. But Yeah, I- I found something here about one of those keyboard uh, uh, gaming keyboards we were talking about, the Belkin Tournament Edition Speed Pad. Oh, how much? <laughs> uh, two fifty nine. Oh, that's it. Well, heck, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, this is one of those. It, you know, it looks more like a one handed deal. Where, uh, well, it's actually a two handed, but you can, it's a handheld thing. Yeah, that way, sure. Uh, but you got your keys. Uh, so I think. How would you play it? It looks like it's got a thumb pad over on the side, but then you've got keypads over there. So, but to me, it looks like you hold it with one hand. I think. Well, now is it? Well, that, that would be the equivalent to me of the ones I've seen. I, and I'm not. Lo- I'm not looking at this one right at the moment. Um, I'll look at it here. Mike just sent me a link. Thank you ever so kindly. The, sure. Um, 
the oh that looks more almost like one of those ergonomic keyboards I used to try to use back in the day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I'm you know, like I said, I'm looking at that thing and you know, maybe I'm just well, I think that well okay, I think that's a scroll wheel, I think that's a thumb pad. You got keys over here for uh, um Well, you know, that device is discriminatory. Yeah, probably because uh, if you're a lefty, you're screwed. Yeah, and I am. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. I thought you were. You and my son. So, yeah. Uh, my other son. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I've looked at some of these things, and I don't know. I think maybe I just want them because they look futuristic, but I'd probably get pissed off and throw them across the room or something like that. Well, I, the, some of those keyboards I was looking at, the I think it was the Razors, they had the effect, the lighting effect, that as you typed on them, it was like dropping a pebble in the water, and it was the the colors would spread out from there. You know, so as you were you 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 were typing along, you had all these colors moving around, or you could have it set up so the keys you just press down continue to glow for a little bit, you know, and and fade out as you did. Of course, great way to hack a password. See somebody type <laughs> their password and then see what keys are still glowing. You're going to get pretty close. I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's pretty. But it it is pretty, and you can have right. single colors, multiple colors, and you know all this other stuff. And I'm going, ah, oh, that looks cool. What purpose does it serve? None. Okay, but it still <laughs> looks cool. Well, yeah, because I dropped another link in there to another uh, uh, game pad. Uh, this is uh, another Logitech, but you know it just looks futuristic, and um, I don't know. Maybe if I was more into gaming, because and then it looks over. Yeah, and that, it's discriminatory. It looks like it's for right-handed people because on the right-hand side there you've got a uh, uh, yeah plus uh, you know your two uh, 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 mouse buttons yeah that just sucks <laughs> we're us lefties have rights too <laughs> oh my <laughs> I made a bad yeah. pun <laughs> oh yeah that was bad uh, very bad so yeah I don't know it's just you know I'm the old man thing here, but you know, it just looks so darn futuristic that you know it's kind of like what they predicted uh, keyboards would look like uh, in some of those sci-fi shows. That uh, uh, you know, the, and you know, it doesn't hurt to rethink the interface once in a while because how long the basic keyboard that we use has been the same for what about a hundred years or thereabouts. Oh, I think it's getting close to about a hundred and twenty years now, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more. Because the QWERTY keyboard was originally designed to slow typists down. Right. And uh, it didn't. And uh, so, yeah, that, that that really hasn't changed. But you know what those things kind of make me think about in the keyboards I'm talking about? I don't know if you've ever if you've seen the movie Hackers, right? Uh, Angelina no. Jolie and um, Johnny Crap, I can't remember his name, that plays in, uh, he now stars yep. on the CBS television show Elementary. Oh, um Miller? Johnny, Johnny Miller, uh, yeah. Okay. That's his name. Uh, anyway, in that, there's this one point where they're they're not in the scene, but uh, uh, they're, they're sitting at this keyboard that looks like a light touch keyboard. You know, it's, it's more of a, like a Star Trek type console, uh, you know, thing where you'd see Mr. Spock or somebody where they're just touching lit areas on a screen. Uh, not really. They might even have haptic feedback in them. Uh, <laughs> Wow, but uh, you know that it's it's that type of thing. That's what these keyboards make me think of, and it's sort of futuristic and really high tech, high you know everything. And then I go, 
but it's just a keyboard. And if I'm comfortable with the keyboard I'm using, <laughs> but it's a gadget, and I like the yes. gadget. And then, but it's just a keyboard, and I, it's 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 the yin and the yang, the yes. north and the south, and the just it's just screwing with my head, folks. I know, and I I, I have a uh, keyboard uh, uh, fetish too. I've got a few over here. Um, you always keep a wired keyboard handy. Uh, Bluetooth and wireless are fine, but at some point they will go to heck. And I I don't know my um, Windows computer over here had some sort of problem. You know, a couple hours ago the screen was black and it wouldn't boot up, so I had to get into safe mode to fix things. And uh, I think I needed a wired keyboard to do it uh, because the wireless wasn't working. So always keep a wired keyboard handy. But yeah, I've gotten the. Uh, I never got one of the Microsoft ergonomic ones where you know your hands were twisted I, like that. I still have one of the original Microsoft ergonomic keyboards. My wife got it for me, and I loved it when I used it. Um, but the thing costs so damn much, I can't bring myself to throw it away. She gave right. it to me for birthday or Christmas, but I think at that time, and this has been, I mean, folks, this thing has the, it's not even a USB keyboard. Uh, it's not even a PS2 keyboard. It's the 5-pin DIN connector, that was the big round connectors on it. That's how old this keyboard is. And it's just, I think the thing back then, it was like $110. Good grief. I mean, and she got it at Costco cheap. <laughs> and and it, you know, I just can't, I've been tempted to try to find the adapters to adapt it from that down to USB and then USB. <laughs> I, and I, and I, folks, I guarantee you somebody makes the adapter that I could do it. Right. And you know, and I've got, and I've gone and thrown a few keyboards out because you know none of them were quite that expensive. But I do have the Microsoft wireless keyboard in there because it's got the media keys on it, and all these other keys, you know, shortcut keys. That, you know, is always so neat, and I never use that often. Um, I use some of those on on the the one I've got at work. That's a Dell. It has shortcut keys on it. I mm -hmm. do use some of those, like the calculator key. I will reach up and tap it to to pop the calculator up on screen when I need to use it. Um, so I do use that sometimes, well, not all the time, but I had just got rid of, I still got the wireless mouse that I got. That was a Microsoft. I actually got, it was a combo wireless, USB wireless mountain mouse and keyboard. The keyboard crapped out on me and I, I've thrown it away. I still got the mouse cause I don't care what people say. Microsoft does make a damn good mouse and a cheap mouse and it's comfortable in my hand. But, uh, as, as Mike throws various mice across <laughs> the room. No, see, I, oh, I trackball. Uh, I'm a trackball person, yes. Uh, and actually, for uh, I've got kind of a sweet setup. Uh, I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show. I know we've talked about it maybe afterwards, but for my Minecraft setup, I have a. I can do this without spilling my pop. I do have a game controller that I'll use in my left hand for movement and certain things, and then in my right hand, I'll keep my trackball there. Yeah, I, I can do it two-handed, dude. Um, <laughs> so then I'll keep the this over here, and I can put these on my lap, and so I can do the uh, gamepad with uh, one hand. And so the, the joystick will be the forward and backward uh, part, and then the trackball will be the moving around, and then I can use the, the mouse buttons for the uh, you know the right and the left clicking stuff, um, and then I've got this one set up so that I got the jump and the uh, creep uh, buttons over here, and then inventory and stuff. So I got it. So I, I don't need the keyboard to do Minecraft on the uh, Mac here, and so then I can sit back and I don't have to have the keyboard there, um, and I can do it that way. And it's just a lot better 
you know, way to do it for me anyway. And the nice thing is I like the trackball because you can sit there and I've tried using the other joystick on this uh, game controller here for the mouse movement. It's not as, it's not as smooth. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's janky. Whereas with the uh, trackball, I can just sit there and smoothly just move the, uh, you know, move the character around and I can, uh, really, you know, when I'm in the, the building mood or, you know, and I get in the zone for doing that kind of things, um, I can really just sit there and bang things out with, uh, that kind of combo. Well, uh, recently, uh, as I'm starting to telecommute a bit more to, uh, for work, I bought myself because I use, when I do that, I use one of my monitors to go along with my laptop. So I have the same, basically the same type of screen real estate I have when I'm sitting at my desk. But I did pick up, it's the Logitech MK360, I think it is, keyboard-mouse combo. Um, and I love this Logitech keyboard. It's kind of a, a scrunch-down keyboard. Uh, it's it's really kind of neat because I found it at Staples on sale for $19. And okay. the keyboard and mouse use the same dongle. So, I mean, it makes it great. And I can just mm-hmm. I can type like the bat out of hell. Uh, on that with uh, with this keyboard, so I'm really happy with that. It's a, it's a great keyboard. Logitech makes some good keyboards. I'll, I'll give okay. them that. And like I say, the keyboard I plan on using it with my slate is a Logitech, and it like I say, it's the uh, keyboard with the built-in trackpad. And I think for that, like I say, I did plug it in. I used it a little bit, and because uh, I did try using that on my Mac as a lean-back type of thing before I got my. Oh, I bought it for my Google TV, but I've used it on lots of things. I tried using it on my Mac. But the key, the trackpad on there was just kind of janky. Uh, it wasn't the smoothest thing in the world. Yeah, and I'm holding this up so Mike can see it. You can see the style of keys that are on this. Oh yeah, uh, and I just like the way it feels. It's not a, it's a little bit clicky. I don't know if the if you can hear that coming through on the uh, on the headphones there, but that's it's it's a nice keyboard. Like I said, it's the MK360. You can get just the, the keyboard itself. Uh, but I got the combo with keyboard and the mouse, and uh, yes, I've seen that one. It's almost the same as this. It's very similar. Yep, and it's so. got the trackpad built in. And I can't use those because they're discriminatory. Oh, yeah, because it's on the wrong side. Yes. I, uh, well, uh, folks, I will say this. I can use a trackpad on the right-hand side. I can use a mouse right-handed, but it feels very unnatural. And unfortunately for my all three of my children, my wife and I are both left-handed, and we've always had the mouse and stuff on the left hand. Even though my kids are right-handed, they're now they pretty much use the mice and stuff on computers all left-handed. I screwed, the, screwed them up. You're screwing up your children. And then here's I don't know if you can see that, but that's that dongle that I bought for to plug in there. So it's just a short little thing, micro <laughs> USB. Yeah, it's size doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, and then your USB port is there. But uh, and so that's a simple one, and so that. But the thing was, I got, and I wished I would have seen these others before I bought this one, because the nice thing is, this other one, uh, I can uh, plug in a. Uh, uh, should be able to supply power to it. I think. Um, I got to look at. I mean, supply power to the tablet. Right. Uh, so you can hopefully feed power back in there, because otherwise, if you are using it for a while, and I do notice that the battery goes down on that. Even when I'm not using it, the battery seems to go down. Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to put it to sleep instead of just uh, putting the cover on it. But um, 
I wanted something that if I was using it for a while, I could just sit there and feed some power to it and keep it going. Yeah, no, I that's the this keyboard has fortunately has a, the, the MK three sixty that I have has it and the mouse both have an on off switch on them. Uh, they use standard AA batteries, and I've had this for a month or so now. And granted, it doesn't get heavy use, but it's still going strong on the first set of batteries, and it, it all. Blessed uh, Logitech's heart, they gave you batteries along with it, so I can't really complain there. No, and that Logitech I got has a uh, uh, on-off switch on it too. So if I wanted to turn it off and you know throw it in my backpack so it doesn't you know activate something, um, kind of. I've heard some people say they wish the Apple keyboard had a on-off uh, on it because some people throw it in their backpacks and they're, they're using it for the like the. Uh, iPad or something. Yeah, and then a button on the keyboard gets pushed and it wakes the iPad up and then the battery goes dead on everything. Well, the the trick with the Apple keyboard, the only way you can really do it with that is to actually take the batteries out because the on-off switch on the end of it uh, will get bumped in a bag. It just gets bumped really easy. So, yeah, you have to, you kind of have to do that. But uh, I've actually seen a couple setups uh, where they make that, it's an origami stand that you can put the keyboard in, and then when you take, it's a case, when you take it out, it folds into a stand so that you set the iPad on it and then set the keyboard in front of it that you want to use, which is kind of a nice setup. And and like I say, the my iPad has become, by default, my laptop in most cases uh, for the, what I'm doing when I do stuff like that because the new iPad's getting quite the workout. Um, I use it all the time. I carry it around. I even... Even downstairs, when I get up from my desk where I am right now, and I'm over watching TV sitting in my recliner, I'm I'm all of, what, 10 feet away? Yeah, exactly. I love that yep. case you have for, for it. And so. you see, you can go like that, and it's got, like, three positions. So you can have it, like, flat if you're looking down, or you can put it there. So it's got, like, three places that you can do it. So if you want to adjust your angle a little bit, when you're using the tablet, yeah, so always get the right angle. <laughs> you got to uh, have the right angle on it. Um, but, yeah, that's, the, you know, it's funny you say that. You just made me think of something that I've been wanting. I just haven't been willing to invest in. I want to get a iPad floor stand so that I can have my iPad in it and be laying flat on my back in bed watching video where I don't even have to turn my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the ultimate yeah. in laziness, I know, but... Yep. Yeah, so this is the, the, the case that I bought for my slate, and it's got a little uh, pen with a stylus. I don't know. I'll have to see how. Um, I don't know if I, you know, it's the stylus works, but I don't know if I'm, you know, enamored with it. you got to kind of tap it to get its attention, so I don't know. That was something with the Surface Pro 3, the stylus that came that comes with it, which is a really cool, pretty pretty cool feature. Um Whatever kind of sensor, and I don't remember what kind of sensor's in it, and I'm sure somebody will tell us, uh, it actually sensed when the stylus started to get close to the screen because okay. it has some sort of batteries or something in it. Um, because the, you would see the thing, uh, as I got close to the screen with it, it would start, it was almost like I had my finger hovering over that part of the keyboard or something. So, As long as we're showing stuff that the audience is wondering what the hell we're doing. This is my great radio, video. folks. Yes, it does. This is my NVIDIA tablet, and that's got a built-in stylus that just slides out like this. And that is, you know, it's got a fine little tip to yeah. it. You slid it out like you knew what you were doing. 
Yes, I sort of do once in a while. But <laughs> it's stored right in there, and it's, it's, it feels like it's a decent stylus. I almost want to try it with the... Uh, um, um, there we go. If I can, yeah, want to try oh, yeah. it with the with the Windows tab because it's got a fine little point, and it's actually it it's sort of like a, uh, a calligraphy pen because I don't know if you can quite see that, but it's uh, it's angled yeah, a little bit, I tapered. Yeah. So you know you can uh, and the uh, and I haven't really tried it on here much. I need to take it out. I got it hooked up right now. That's why I'm kind of holding it at a weird angle because I got a power and the HDMI cable hooked up to it. So I can use, play it on my monitor over here for playing games. So I don't have to. Playing on the tablet is nice, but sometimes to have it on a big screen and lean back is kind of cool too. The lean back experience is always a plus. <laughs> yes, especially when I pull my lever on my chair and then I can just. Whoa! Yep, there he goes, and he just goes ass over ten cups. So, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I have to watch it because sometimes that thing will come unhooked, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I, I fall back, and you know I let out a word or two, and so. And non, as Allison would say, a non-Girl Scout safe word. Sure. Yeah. But there's no Girl Girl Scouts in this house, so screw it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's that's very true. There's just well, you could probably put on a Girl Scout uniform. I'm sure they'd probably make them big enough. You could get one. I'm pretty sure there's a law against that. There's well, gotta... as long as you didn't go out and do anything really weird. I mean, just wearing the uniform <laughs> is not that strange, is it? <laughs> mm, well, mm. <laughs> well, you're part Scottish. Pick up a, pa- a, a a thing of bagpipes and use that while you're in the Girl Scout uniform. It's my heritage. Hmm. <laughs> No, that's just yeah. I am I'm I'm uh, half Irish or part Irish. Oh, I thought you were part Scottish. Well, Scotch Irish. Okay, you're, you're whichever. You're Skyrish. There you go. <laughs> I'm a piece of you know a little of that, little of this. So yeah, I'm. Well, I'm Heinz fifty-seven. So right. That's that's just the way it works out when you're. That's the way a lot of Americans are anyway. So yes, we're, that's true. We're we're not quite as uh, distinct as our European cousins or uh, or. Matter of fact, our cousins in any other part of the world, for that matter, we don't. We're not as uh, rich in our heritage. We're we're kind of new on the on the face of things, so to speak. So, but uh, anyway, well, we we talked a lot about keyboards, but Mike's had another new thing that's come up this week. He's uh, taken some inspiration from some things, and uh, he's made some some changes, some life altering changes. I've cut the cord. Um. I took a hatchet to that baby and whacked it up. Uh, well, it's just we uh, got the cable bill the other day, and my wife goes, and I guess for some people it's yeah, it's not as expensive as compared to somebody. It was up to almost seventy dollars a month, and that's for the what would basically be the middle tier of cable packages because they have but their low end one, which is just basically local broadcast stuff, and maybe a couple like WGN or something thrown in there. Some of those. Um, and we only had the middle tier one, and that wasn't the upper one that has, um, I forget what that has, Comedy Central and uh, a bunch of those on. Um, yeah, we just thought, and it's the two of us here at home, and frankly, I haven't watched live TV for a while, because with my job at the school and two weeks at a time and working nights, I've had to find alternate ways to watch my TV show. So I've been watching a lot of stuff online, and then when... Um, 
like I said, when the cable bill came and they raised it by about ten bucks, and that just kind of set off my wife because we got enough, you know, other bills to pay, and we just we were not watching it that much. So she said, uh, "I said, should we drop it down to the low tier?" And she said, "No, just cut it." So I went, "Okay, fine, I can do that." So we went down there and we uh, I had them disconnect it, and then we did want something to so that we could um, um, watch local local news and you know weather because we are in the plains here we do get severe weather once in a while so we did want something that uh, for our local channels um so i went um well i had a um little uh hd antenna around here that i'd gotten for my um hop hog um TV dongle that I plug into my computer. So I was, because for a while there, I was doing my own DVR with this thing. But I had the antenna. I haven't used the, uh, the DVR thing for a while. So I had that around here. I went and plugged it into the TV upstairs. And it was okay. We could pull in, well, we could pull in one, well, it's two channels. With the new TV channels now, you got sub channels or whatever. Right. So it was our local, uh, we call it KELO TV, uh, our local CBS affiliate here. And so they had their regular CBS channel and then their sub channel, which they call UTV or something like that. So we had that and um, we could get those. But I thought, well, I would order a better uh, antenna or I thought it was going to be a better antenna. So we could try to, there's a few other, that station is about 12 miles away. And then the next closest one, well, there was one that was about 22 miles away, but I think that one fell into disrepair. And with the prevalence of cable, I think the cha- uh, TV station said they weren't going to fix it. So I don't think that one is operational. But there was some that was about, next closest was about, oh, 40 miles away or something like that. So I bought these TV antennas um, from Amazon, and I was going to... Uh, I got them. I hooked them up because they, they claimed to be uh, fifty uh, mile antennas or fifty mile radius antennas. So I thought, well, you know, we're we're on the edge, but hopefully we would be able to pull in a TV station. I thought yeah. at the very least that one that was only about twelve miles away, we should be able to put it anywhere and um, be able to pick up the signal. But uh, and I dropped a link into the uh, uh, Skype there for Kevin to take a gander at while i'm meandering and talking here but i bought those and so um i put hooked them up to the tv and i still had to walk around you know you remember the good old days of rabbit ears where you had to stand a certain way in a certain place with a you know with it left foot Um, behind right ear type of situation almost yeah something like that so i finally so we got two tvs in the house one in the living room one in the dining room and the um and I don't get any better reception with that than I did with the little uh, rabbit ear dealy, or not rabbit ears, but it was a tiny little antenna. It was like a little spike antenna. Um, I still, we only get the two channels. Uh, I was hoping that we could pull in something else. Um, and I didn't want to go like a uh, roof antenna because we had them on the house. We re-shingled the house. We took them off. We didn't need them at the time. And I don't want to go back to that because I just don't want to. You know, an antenna cluttering up our clean roof line there, and it's a whole uh, several holes that potentially water could leak through, and it's just a hassle. So I didn't want to do that. So I was hoping to do this, and I thought, you know, even if the fifty miles was a bit of a uh, stretch, I thought even for the the one that was only about uh, twelve miles away should pull that in. But you know, e- even with that one, I still had to do the position it in the right place and do everything to pull in the channel. So I was a little frustrated. We kept them. Because I just wanted something that will pull in 
you know, the antenna, uh, the, uh, at least the t- uh, those two stations, so we had something to watch. But so from that side, and, you know, we are out here in the boonies. I know that because in a bigger city where you have a lot of TV channels, yeah. they, they could slap these on the wall and they could probably pull in 10, 15, you know, God knows how many they could pull in. So, you know, I got to be happy with two. But, you know, the thing is, so far, you know, our little experiment here, um, wife is happy enough. Um, you know, she's got. You know, one, uh, or, well, two TV channels, although the one is a lot of like Judge Judy and that kind of sludge. So um, don't watch that too often. But we got the one channel, so we do do that. And I'm trying to introduce her to the Roku, and we got a fire stick too. Um, and I'm trying to get her. Uh, I've kind of showed her, but I should just have her sit down someday and just, you know, just explore and, you know, find stuff on there. Because it's not that there's. A, a dearth of things to watch on the internet that's you know we're probably drowning and stuff oh, yeah. uh, to really? watch right so it's just a matter of finding it and being able to find it um and i did try out the uh, the roku got an update they actually well they there's a new roku 3 and the big difference is with the new one they have a microphone built into the remote so you could do voice searches um i don't have that one but i have the app on the phone which does essentially the same thing uh, so I've tried, you know, the uh, to do voice searches, um, and at least with the Roku, the Fire TV uh, stick will do the same thing because I have the Fire tablet with their uh, app on there, and you can do a voice search through the app. Now the problem with the Amazon Fire Stick is they basically only search the um, Amazon store because, well, duh, they want you to buy Amazon stuff. Of course, right? Roku doesn't have a horse in the race, so. They'll search through several things, but, um, you know, I should maybe try it a little bit more. Um, and, the you know, one thing that I guess will be, well, I, I will be a little disappointed. Well, um, there's probably a way to do it. I'll just have to figure out how to do it. I do like American Pickers. Um, and I think, uh, I think maybe if you go to their website, you can get maybe the newest episode. Yeah, a lot of those. There, I know they have content deals with the cable networks and stuff. Where right. they can only put so much of the content online. Right. And I think you have to be very careful about, or not. You don't have to be careful, but you have. Right. You, you got a very small window. Yes. Of what you can get and when you can get it. Right. So it's going to be. One, yeah. So it's not going to exactly fit in the necessarily fit in my anytime anywhere. It'll still be anytime as long as it's when this within this narrow little window. Uh, it's not like live TV where you got to watch it at eight o'clock if you want to see it or whatever. Um, so uh, you know that will be that's a little bit of a disappointment. But you know the thing is seventy dollars a month. If there are some shows that we on cable and there's not that many I don't think that we would really want to watch and really want to see. We can go out and buy the season because uh, a lot of those seasons will be twenty to thirty dollars. That's about half of what we're paying for a month. And if that's for a full season, like for a you know full year, some of their seasons are a little weird nowadays. It might be eight nine month seasons or something like that. Yeah, um, strange. It it's weird. It's you know you know get off my lawn, you damn kids kind of thing. But <laughs> um, you know it's not like it used to be. But um, you, you can go out and buy those shows. Um, for about you know maybe a third to a half of price what you're paying for one month of cable so um, you know there's ways around it but you know we'll see how this goes and you know the next thing will be is like I say I don't have any problem dealing with it it'll be you know sitting down with my wife and doing things like that and uh, just getting her accustomed to where to find things yeah I I know that I've heard a lot of people uh, as to your antenna thing 
lot of people talk about the mono price antennas. I think they're like twenty or thirty dollars. They're fairly cheap. Uh, I've heard people talk about using them to, you know, if if you've got your house pre-wired with coax, and you know you've got splitters and all that hooked up, you can find the right room to put the antenna in, and then backfeed the entire house. You know, multiple TVs watching different things. Folks, this is the way we used to do it. Uh, <laughs> You you can backfeed it from that antenna back into the rest of the house. I've heard a couple people talk about doing that. My problem is I'm like you. I'm out in the boonies, and even though the there are sub channels, the one network that I like to watch the most, I don't have access to where I live. There is no CBS affiliate anywhere that I can pull up. I can get NBC and I can get ABC, and that's it. Uh, I can get a PBS station and then a couple low power local channels that generally specialize in some um, very religious programming for long parts of the day and then some really bad old reruns of some shows that probably should have never been on network television to begin with. So, But now my cable bill is like $120 a month, but now part of that, I think you can figure 50 to 60 of that a month is my internet service. And that's about what ours is. I want to say ours is about 54, and that's for 15 down and I think five up. Uh, uh, I think that's, uh, I don't pay the bills. That's my wife's specialty. But, um, you know, so, you know, I think our uh, internet is probably about on par. Um, and, the, you know, the other part of this whole thing is, well, uh, a couple parts. Uh, I got the Fire TV stick, but I just don't know. That one, um, I'm actually considering getting another Roku and replacing the Fire TV stick for upstairs so my wife has a consistent interface between the kitchen and the dining room and then maybe bringing the Fire TV stick down here for me to use. But the thing, the other thing is, so the Roku, and then I've talked about it before, is that play-on uh, software that I got. I've got, it, unfortunately, that has to have a Windows machine, but I do have you know one in the house, so it's kind of functioning as a file server, so I got that running on there. And that will go out to Basically, it's aggregation. It'll go out to all the websites for all the TV shows, and it'll get the links to their videos that they have on there. Uh-huh. And so you got one interface that you can watch all that stuff. And then you can also uh, have it go to uh, uh, Hulu and Netflix and Vudu and a lot of those services. So you've got it in one place there. And then it'll give you a, you know, it's a pretty simple interface, but so it'll be broke down to like um, movie and TV shows and kids shows, and it'll just kind of break it down for you. So then you just, uh, so you can, and it's really kind of cool when I'm using it on my touchscreen TV over here because there's an app for Windows on there too, but you can just sit there. That's why I sort of considered having a, if we wanted to spend the money, replace the television upstairs with a uh, inexpensive touchscreen Windows TV. Because then you can sit uh, sit there and touch the screen. And so, let's say you t- uh, want to watch movies and TV shows, and they got it broke down by networks. So then you just tap the networks, and then you can look for your show. And then you can go in there, and they've got like full episodes and clips and you know previews and that kind of stuff. So you just kind of you know burrow your way down in there. But that's kind of like one interface that pulls all this stuff together. So you don't have to be, well, this show is on Hulu and this sh- uh, show is on uh, Netflix. And I think there's, I hope they keep improving it. One thing I hope they, I really wish they do, and they did send out a survey, is uh, to kind of build a DVR um, capability in it. Because you can also use it if you want to record the TV shows to your uh, hard drive. So if you want to take them with you, 
um, if you want to record some episodes and save them for you know future viewing or if you want to take them with you, it'll allow you to do that. So it would be kind of nice. I'm hoping that they will enable some feature that because uh, right now when a new show comes out, if you want to get it and add it to your library, you have to go in there every week and put it in there until it's recorded. I'm hoping at some point they will put the you know, function in there, uh, basically you know a season pass. I just want to just whenever a new show, uh, one of these shows come out, just record it to my uh, computer and save it. And then because then what I had it doing was you know if I was really going to get into this and if it was you know a little more automated. I was having it save some different TV shows, and then I had my Plex Media server go in there and get them. So then I could have all these TV shows through my Plex server um, that I could just go back and watch. You know, so basically, you know, you were saving them, and I think as long as you're saving them for your personal use, it's probably legit. Um, I think that operates within the terms of fair right. use, probably. Right. Because you are recording stuff, you know, off the internet with this stuff, so you could record shows on there. Uh, so if you wanted to, you know, have a save a bunch of TV shows and watch them later, you could do that through your Plex server, so you'd have a nice, you know, pretty interface for it all with, um, you know, the uh, pictures and the uh, uh, show information and all that kind of stuff built in there. Uh, so that's something I hope that they do at some point. But you know, for right now, I think. You know, if I can just show her the Roku and the play on TV and how to, and then it's just a matter of, you know, you used to think in terms of uh, station numbers. Now just think in terms of channels. So the show you want to watch is on or TBS. Con- yeah, it's, it's to me, it's more like uh, content groups more than channels or that too. Yeah, I mean that because just like uh, Leo's, you know, the Twit app on the Roku device right. or the. Um, Amazon app, as you were saying, any of that stuff, right. it's on there. So, right, uh, and I just hope that you know they keep uh, you know playing with this uh, uh, play on because it does have a, uh, and I should experiment more a search feature in there. And I, uh, you know, I don't know how well or how much it searches if it'll search through all the stuff that you have listed on there. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Like I say, I, I uh, well, I know Roku will do it. Whatever apps you have now, the problem, uh, the CBS app on the Roku, I think, has gone paid. They want you to use their at, uh, all access uh, six dollars a month to watch TV shows. I don't think there's a free app on there anymore. Yeah, um, that would be worthwhile for me because that's the main right. network I watch. Right. But what I was doing with that play on software, they uh, there's a TV or TV dot com, and they have a lot of the CBS shows on there because Hulu will cover a lot of the other ones. And I do have a Hulu subscription for you know eight bucks a month, so that will cover NBC, ABC, Fox, you know a bunch of those other shows. So there's a lot of content on Hulu. The one missing is you know the new CBS. I think there's uh, CBS has some old shows on there. Uh, you know, it'd be r- nice if there was one service that had all the TV shows in it. I know, and and for whatever reason, they will not let that happen. No, but that's why with this play on uh, service, and you know, you got to buy there. Basically, you put a base a little server, uh, it's server software you put on there, and it'll go out and find all these websites, aggregate it, and then put it in one interface for you. And so you have to run that on a Windows computer, but then they got apps for uh, Google and Roku. Unfortunately, not Fire TV Stick. That's why I want to move that one downstairs because obviously. 
Amazon wants you to buy stuff through Amazon, right. so they're not going to support. There's a way around it, but it's not exactly a wife-friendly way around it. So, um, but that's why I'm thinking get a second Roku box upstairs. So then it's just Roku, um, play on, and then just find the stuff that you want in there. Yeah, and I could probably live that way, but I don't think the rest of my family could. Right, and that's the thing. But I think that is simple enough. You know, it's one app, basically. Uh, And, you know, like I say, it pulls in um, uh, all your Hulu, Netflix, Vudu, all those uh, 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 stations. And it has that TV, uh, TV TV.com website in there. That's the CBS stuff. So... I think, you know, the one interface will do that. And uh, um, I should look it up. Uh, it's been a while since I bought it. I want to say they um, there are several levels. You can get just the basic uh, stuff just to watch things. That is, uh, here we go, buy it. Uh, you can get a... Just a play on annual subscription, that's $19 a year. Or you can get a lifetime uh, subscription, that's $39 a year. And they're having a sale on that stuff right now. And then you can get uh, play on with their play later software, which is what will record the uh, stuff. And it has ad skippers built in. And so that's $49. That's a lifetime uh, fee for that one. Uh, and if that'll allow you to pull all your stuff in, the, you know, like I said, the bad thing is you have to have a Windows computer to run it. Um, there are worse things. There are worse things. And I wonder, I think some people have tried. I think they were probably running it in a VM on Mac. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure you could. Right. You know, why would it care? As long as you tell the VM to use the, the any hardware that you need to, make sure it tells it connect only to the VM or you know share right. whatever way you want to do it. Right, so you you know you have to have something running all the time for that to run on. But I have something running all the time. That's not a big problem <laughs> for me, and I have a Windows computer around here. So again, not a big problem. But like I say, and you know, um, if that can just be the one thing for her to find, so and you know, I say I hope they'll improve it, and I should sit down more and experiment with the search feature because if we get it to the point where you just have to type in, uh, you know, you want to watch this show or whatever. Uh, and it'll go out and find it for you. You know, I think that might actually work um, as long as you tell it, uh, you know. Well, I think, yeah, you wouldn't be able to actually rent shows like through Amazon on there. So you wouldn't have to worry about accidentally renting something. It'll go out and access the Amazon Prime stuff, you know, the free stuff. Uh, but there's no provisions in there for you to accidentally rent a program through it. You'd have to go to the website or to the through the uh, like the Amazon app or you know uh, that's when I usually run them through is Amazon maybe Voodoo whatever but then you put it in your watch list then the show will find it. Um, well, I've gotten cheap with Amazon. The only stuff I watch is the stuff that's free on Prime. Right. Well, you know, and I, well, like I said, the reason I well the reason I have the Netflix and the Amazon both is for sometimes when we're doing sci-fi tech talk and we want to watch you know a show. Between you know those, we should be able to find it you know somewhere. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. Right. I, I I would like to do that if I could get if I could get the because I do like live sports and I know you're not big into sports no. at all. Um, if I could get you know uh, uh, Fox and CBS, which I can't get Fox at all over the air where I'm at. Um, if I could get Fox and CBS so I could watch football because that's my sport. 
Um, I could even skip the uh, Monday night games, which come on ESPN, because I could probably find a way around that online, so I'm not going to worry about that. So, you know, I if I could get that, actually, we could probably be pretty good, and we could probably cut the cord. I could cut the TV package out. I'd right. still have to keep the Internet, and that would come up to probably... I think it's about 80 bucks to keep the internet if I don't have anything else bundled with it. Well, you know, you mentioned um, uh, ESPN. There's a new uh, thing out there, um, Sling. Sling TV. Sling TV. Yeah, I had to stop and think because you also got the Sling Box. box That's something yeah. different. Um, no, you got Sling TV, and, you know, for $20 a month, that'll give you uh, ESPN plus, uh, let's see here, uh, but the only reason I want ESPN is to watch Monday Night Football, and right. I only want to watch Monday Night Football if my team's playing, which is usually once a year, so I'd only subscribe right. for a month. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think you could because I think it's, you know, you can, you know. Turn it off and turn it on again as you want. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, and I, uh, you know, if we really start to miss certain cable channels, because beyond ESPN, which, yeah, I wouldn't watch, but they do have AMC, Food uh, Network, A&E, History, TNT. Um, I'm trying to find the ones in here that I might actually care about. I don't even know what El Rey TV is. Um, HGTV, TBS, um, Cartoon Network. I think I'm beyond cartoons, but Lifetime, CNN. So they've got, you know, that's for $20 a month. So if you, you know, don't want the full-blown cable package, but there are certain shows you want to see, $20 versus $70 a month is still a better deal. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. It's, I might have to look at that. I just heard about that uh, not too awful long ago, so I might have to give a give that a gander and see how that works out too. Because if if I can make it friendly, family friendly, easy to use, right? Um, hey, and I can you know sell some stuff, get rid of some services, and only pay a little bit more for some other services. Yeah, it's worth it. I w- I mean you know they have the on the Apple TV they've got to come out with the what they call it HBO Anytime or something like that or whatever that is, and it's fifteen dollars a month. And to right. me that's about fourteen dollars too much for what's on HBO because <laughs> I'm not I never have had HBO and I'm not paying for it. And frankly, the shows aren't that compelling to me. Well, and just uh, you know maybe to feed your addiction here, I'll just throw this out because I got a deal right now. Um, I'm trying to see what it is, but basically, if you get Sling TV, you can get 50% off a of Roku 3. <gasps> My Roku, I love. I need to get a new <laughs> Roku. I've got a Roku 2. Right, and I've got the 3, and like I'm considering, and I might even just buy, just for consistency's sake, because I think they've got the new Roku, not the new, the older versions of the Roku 3 without the microphone built into the uh, uh, remote They've got them down to like $84, I think, or somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, I bet it's cheaper than that. And I'm curious to see the Roku 4s. Uh, it's, it's been rumored that it's imminent to be released here in the next couple months. So see what it, it might bring some additional features to it that might make it easier, too. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, they just released, re- uh, released the new Roku 3 with the, and like I said, basically it's a built in microphone. I think is the only real difference. Uh, Amazon has the uh, three, uh, a brand new, th- uh, no, well, okay, let me try this again. It's the older model of the Roku 3, but brand new, it's $84, and they got refurbs for $72. So not bad. No. Um, and so, like I said, I've considered that because I think, 
I think that's good. I mean, the fire stick is fine. Uh, you know, if you know what you're looking for, and you know, uh, you know, if you go to Hulu or whatever, but I think the ease of use factor. I think I would give to the Roku. Um, oh yeah, right. Well, yeah. I actually, actually, the one that I like the most, and I'm really kind of still torqued off that they, you know, it's uh, discontinued now is the Google TV because you could type into there and it would, uh, you know, basically use the power of Google search to say that you know this show is on, you know, it's on Netflix, it's on Hulu, it's you know, it'll tell you all the places it's available. And that's what I'm kind of looking for, you know. It's just that easy use. So you don't, you know, nobody wants to remember. Oh yeah, the you know the Big Bang Theory is on CBS, so you have to go there. But you know, like Arrow, uh, let's see, I think that's the CW. So you know, nobody wants to remember that stuff. They just want to, you know, uh, this is the shows. And you know, I keep hoping that maybe. And I, I've experimented with a few apps too. I've got Buddy TV. I've got Fan TV. Um, and there are a few others like that that will. Uh, I think, yeah, Buddy TV, I think, was the one. Um, I think maybe it works with the Roku. I've lost track of which ones work with which, but you can put a list of the TV shows that you like in there, and it'll go look at the services, and it'll say it's available here, so if you push the button, I think it would start it playing on your Roku, um, which would be kind of, you know, nice. Um, I'll have to look up that one. Yeah, there's... Um, Let's see, I'm trying to think. I got my tablets all over the place. I was playing with them before you called. Oh, there's my... The tablet, looking, folks. Here's what he's yeah, playing with. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's clarify. Um, and that's one thing that my Apple TV is... Or my... I don't, no, I don't want an Apple TV. My iPad is good for uh, is that... Um, I'm trying to find them here. I got uh, Fan TV. But I don't know if it'll... Well, it'll start playing on your device. And I will give the uh, iPad credit because they do have a lot of the network channels have a you know, an app on there. Yeah, but I've had mixed experience. I forget which one it was. I was trying to watch the latest version of a show, and it was great, but it would play like five minutes, then it'd have a 10-second ad. Five minutes, 10-second ad. Five minutes, 10 And it's like, that's... And, okay, that's bad, but you showed me the same ad at every break. You know, in other words, it's an ad for... I, I can't, you know, some car, we'll say, you know, the Ford Focus, whatever. I can't think of a better one example. But every five minutes, I don't see, need to see an ad. If you're going to do me an ad, a short ad every five minutes, change the damn ads up. You know? Well, yeah, that and Hulu is bad for that. Um, you'll see the same ones. And the thing is, you would hope that if you paid for Hulu Plus, they would take the ads away. They don't. Um, and that's kind of confusing. Hulu is a great thing. But it is kind of confusing. I wish they would kind of uh, improve it. Uh, you know, it would be nice if you would pay and be able to get rid of the ads. And I'm not exactly sure what the differences are between them. Um, I was looking up the stuff that I got here. I've got – so basically there's three that I kind of experiment with. So I've got Buddy TV. And then I got um, uh, Yaidio. Uh, Y-I-D-I-O, and I got fan TV. Uh, so they are ones that will let you know when there's current episodes on. Um, and like I said, I think Buddy TV and I think the, that Yadio, um, I think they will, uh, if you click on the show, uh, one of these I know, uh, one or both of these I know will talk to my Google TV, and I think one or maybe both of them 
will talk to the Roku. So if you, you know, it'll keep track and, oh, you know, there's a new episode of this show on. Uh, so you can, uh, you can choose to watch it or possibly tell it to download it or send it to, uh, like the Roku, or if you just want to watch it on your, and I really wish they would just take this and roll it into the Apple TV. So like, uh, on this, you dial, uh, I brought up, uh, a Marvin, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> that was a yeah. tongue twister. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I, I clicked on that, and it says it's available on Hulu Plus. Now, it says cable on ABC. Well, if we cut the cable, we probably won't be able to authenticate, so we're probably screwed there. But it is on Hulu, and if you want to buy it, it's on iTunes. Um, um, so, but yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing that drives me nuts. You have to have a like a cable subscription for a lot of these TV apps, so we probably are kind of screwed on that front. But yeah, I think you yeah because I know some of the ones I've fooled around with. You've got to have a cable subscription that they can verify in some. Yes, TV everywhere is what our uh, and ours is a, a cable. It's a cooperative, real cooperative. That's our telephone and TV and uh, internet or telephone and internet. Yeah, so. It's not an easy thing to do, but I applaud you, and I hope you'll tell us some more about it as you get more into it, because you're a weekend, so it's still kind of new and fresh and painful and salty. Who are you calling a weekend? (laughs) And on that note, folks, I think we'll wrap up the show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed listening. As much fun as Mike and I have had bringing it to you and talking about the various geek things. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell the folks where they can find out more about you if they want to? Yeah, if I you know uh, quit watching shows on the internet and playing games, um, sometimes I tweet things on Twitter. Uh, so you can find me there at DSC Chipman. And if you want to find out more about me, I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Ah, very good. If you want to find out more about myself, you can go over to, I usually can be found on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can go over to my about.me page, and it's forward slash Kevin Alder, and that's two L's, as Mr. McPeak has two E's. And if for some reason you care to know anything else about Green Tree, just go over to markgreentree.com. Uh, see, I even gave him a nice mention here, but I'm going to subtract uh, 10 million geek points just because he didn't show up this week. <laughs> so anyway, but if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. Uh, reviews and iTunes are always helpful. Uh, you know, any comments or anything you want to do, you can post them there. And folks, we thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And please remember, between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Elisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicky Stokes, women. Savvy, geeks, three geeky ladies, technology from a female perspective. <laughs>